you by the Alberta Podcast Network. Welcome to the Northern Nerdcast, the podcast that showcases the geeky, nerdy people, groups, and events in and around the city of Edmonton. Northern Nerdcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Visit their website at albertapodcastnetwork.com. If you like the show, we invite you to share it on all of your social media platforms and help grow our community of geeky, nerdy people, groups, and events in and around the city of Edmonton. Would you like to be a contributor to the show? For more information, visit our website at northernnerdnetwork.com. And now, here's the host of the show, Dan Chessel. All right, all right. Yes, uh, welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Northern Nerdcast. My name is Dan Chessel, and on today's uh, show... <laughs> I'm just messing with stuff. Uh, so tonight on the show, uh, well, I guess I should introduce our co-host for the night is not Chelsea. It is Marcus. Not even a bit he's Chelsea. not not even not even on the same caliber of. No, she isn't. <laughs> uh, she's gonna be really upset to hear me say that. Uh, no, we love that Marcus is here on on the show tonight. Uh, I'm so glad you're here, and uh, I'm not doing this by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I keep doing that uh, to myself where I don't turn the phone off. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> welcome, Marcus. Uh, I'm so glad you're here. And on tonight's show, we also have uh, none other than uh, the, the Gadget Greg himself. Is that... <laughs> I'm just gonna, That's what we're going to say. Greg uh, Gadsden. Is that how you say your last name? It's Greg Gazin. Yep, that's Gazin. close enough. Yeah, the gadget guy, gadget Greg. Call gadget me Greg. It's all good. At so, gadget yes, Greg. We're, we're excited to have you on the show as well. Um, and we're going to talk a lot about just stuff. We're going to talk about stuff cool. today. Cool. And we're going to talk about and uh, Greg and yeah, stuff and things. Cool. Uh, but first off, we like to ask, uh, we would like to get to the soul really of each of our guests that we have on our show uh, by asking them um, what do you have on your geek shelf? So Greg, what do you have on your geek shelf? What I wanted to have on my geek shelf is packed away in a box, but <laughs> basically I like all things Apple, things to do with Apple computer, but also Apple records. But my, one of my favorite things is yellow submarine. I like all things yellow submarine. So like I've got Beatles, like Beatles on yellow submarine. Yep. We all live oh, in a yellow submarine. I was actually thinking yellow submarines. Try and keep up. See, yeah. I'll I'll let you guys, you old folks. Do. <laughs> I'm not I'm not that young, but okay. Yeah, here's a here's a DVD <laughs> for those oh, of you, you who are on the podcast. Here's a DVD. Here's the original Yellow Submarine book. Here's the VHS of the Yellow Submarine. I was I was nice. waiting for the the VHS to come out. Yeah, I've got a well. The beta got chewed up. I played it so many times. Mm. I was gonna ask you about beta. Yeah, you have a laser disc for it? No, I'm not sure if it actually came out in laser disc. But if if it did, you know what I don't have? I don't have the eight track tape. See, I had the entire Beatles eight track tape collection. So the show's over now. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have here. This should do it. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. There you go. All right. That's awesome. All right. You, you made up some ground here. <laughs> I can't please you millennials. There you go. <laughs> I I don't we we did look. You're actually 
just realized that. <laughs> we looked at uh, um, what what generation we're actually in. Oh yeah, we're not in like either millennial or no. Gen X. No, no, we're uh, overlooked. We're the we're the I I call us the forgotten generation because no one really cares about us. That's true. Everyone just complains about the millennials and and Generation X and uh, the baby boomers, but the ones in between, they we're just we're just tossed to the side, really. Just filler. I, well, we're the filler. With the filler, and not only that, I think a lot of people have been like slowly creeping us into the millennial generation, and it's just like we don't want to be. No. And no, pass on that. <laughs> we're good with. Uh, just forget about us. We're we're okay. We don't need the li- we, You know what? We don't need the labels. I mean, yeah, we I don't think, need labels. That's right. No, I mean, <laughs> we were labeled as geeks and nerds when it wasn't in vogue. Of course, now it's in vogue. Look at Big Bang Theory, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, Marcus, it's been so long since you've been on the show. Um, so I'm going to ask you, how's your how's your Days week been? Good. Uh, I was away for a bit for work and mm-hmm. tell me back. about that. I want to actually hear uh, about this. Well, we did sort of regular annual training. It was a lot of recertification and uh, what is it? First aid stuff, mostly. And for the people out there who haven't heard you on the show, what do you do for a living? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm an RCMP officer. So it was like, a, yeah, I was retraining, recertifying in a lot of our our stuff that we have to do. So, That's awesome. So yeah. you did the trip down in Regina? Oh my goodness. So a what's normally an hour and a half flight turned into a 14 hour ordeal before I got into bed. What? Because I flew out last Sunday. Yeah. Which was when like springtime storm 2018 hit for like southern Saskatchewan oh, and Alberta. Yeah, we've already so, we already went through that and they've just kind of been creeping along. Yeah, we it? just sort of got the tail end of it a little bit here, but uh yeah, they actually closed the Regina Airport for like 10 hours. <laughs> uh, so they canceled our flight. Uh, we had to get rescheduled, flew in. Uh, what was it? Flew in, left Calgary at 10, uh, hit the ground in Regina at 1.30 local time, then sat on the tarmac while they like shoveled the parking lot for the plane. <laughs> uh, then So we waited half an hour for that. And waited an hour for our luggage because the poor luggage dudes were like hauling luggage through the snowbanks, uh, which wasn't very much fun for them, I gather. Mm. Uh, so then we got our luggage and then had to wait an hour to get a cab. Uh, and then by the time I got to bed, it was 3.30 in the morning and I had to be up and at them at 7. So that was rough. Oh. That sounds like that sounds like it was rough. Um, we do have a comment. You guys can comment yourself, um, and you can actually comment all over Marcus's face. Apparently, that's how this is working today. Um, uh, so we got one from Aaron here. He says his brother was there and he got to fire the MP5. That's really really cool. Uh, that's not something that we use a lot anymore. Uh, I'm certainly not trained on it, but. Uh, what yeah, is an MP5 for? <laughs> an MP5 is a, you see them in movies all the time. It's usually like the Navy SEALs have one and stuff. There's a submachine gun there about that long uh, with a stock. And some of our tactical units used to use them. I don't know if they still do. 
Mm -hmm. uh, but they're really, really cool. I got to fire one about 10 years ago and it was really neat. Mm. It's a cool little piece of kit. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just lay down. <laughs> yeah. It, but, uh, yeah. It's really, <laughs> it's really nice. I bet. Uh, I was sorry. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, Greg. I said, I thought it was the new music player. You know, the, Oh yeah, 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 the later oh, version of the MP3. <laughs> the D stands for digital. Yeah. Cool. How's the sound quality? Loud. I don't know. <laughs> I had uh, to wear earphones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then I got back and my 3D printer had crapped out just before I left. Oh no! So I got parts from a buddy of mine who was kind enough to give me parts for it, uh, but I didn't get it repaired before I flew off on my extended journey to Regina. Mm. Uh, so I got the part of it repaired yesterday and then another part went at the end of the day yesterday. So I got that repaired today and it's all, it's all up and at them. It's so, so all you have really have to do is get your friend to like 3d print you new parts. Is that, uh, well, it was like a, it, what went first was a thermistor, which is like a, cause most of your thermometer. Oh, is that what it is? Yep. Oh, that sucks. Because like most of your parts on your 3D printer, I know, are like made of 3D printed some parts. Of them are, yeah, yeah. It's got some aftermarket add-on stuff that I made. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, no, this is a little electronic piece. It monitors the nozzle temperature. Oh, so okay. when that goes, the computer doesn't know how, how hot, hot the nozzle it is, is yeah. and then it it fails safe, so it doesn't burn down the house. Fair enough. So it fails to zero degrees. It's not heating up anymore and then it just like melted into the print it was supposed to be making mm. made a giant catastrophic mess but it's working again so i've got stuff on there right now that i'm sending off to florida for dice for brains giveaway stuff yeah you've been um, you've been going hard on that 3d printer the last little while yeah yeah <laughs> i'm getting ready to set up an etsy shop which will definitely be linked through the show so i'll plug myself Cool. Sure. Uh, here, it's all good. So, yeah. Right on. That sounds like fun. So that was my week. Yeah. You you actually did bring your uh, your gun on the plane, didn't you? Yep. We uh, we I needed to bring it for training. Yeah. Uh, so it has to be secured and not bring ammunition. There's lots of. There's a lot of steps through. to go through. For that uh, kind of we stuff. don't just sort of wear it on our. Hip or no, it needs to be secured and locked away, and the airline knows, and they have to give permission and stuff. But yeah, it's it's a weird thing to think about, but yeah, it's super secured and yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That sounds like fun. They're used to it in Regina, the flight attendants, because that's where that's where everyone training going. is. Yeah. So, like, we, me and some guys were flying together and. Uh, got on the plane and the lady said, oh, yeah, yeah, it must be Friday evening because you guys are all flying out. And like, I guess you've done this before then. Oh, yeah, 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 every Friday. So, yeah, they're really, really good, really helpful. That's good. That's good. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm so glad everyone is here today. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, Greg and the stuff that he's into. Um, but first, we're going to take a little quick, uh, quick little break. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of our sponsors, and uh, we'll be right back.
All right. So, Marcus, uh, did you know that the Alberta Podcast Network is sponsored by ATB? I didn't know that. You did? Yeah, because wow. we've talked about it once or twice before. We have. We've yeah. talked about it. We've done this a lot, uh, uh, quite a few times. Um, so, Marcus, uh, we we got a thing that I've just kind of been looking up, and it's called the ATB Entrepreneur Center, um, which looks pretty yeah, pretty I, neat. I hadn't heard about it until recently. Uh, recently being about 10 minutes ago when we said <laughs> to have a look at hey, this. Hey, look at this. And it looks super cool. So like I said, I'm working on setting up uh, Etsy. I've done some social media marketing courses. And just looking at what they've got, what they're offering for courses is amazing. Uh, yeah, it looks like they've got a... I just sort of quickly went through the what they're presenting for March. And there's things like how to deal with difficult customers and negative online reviews, which is very relevant right now. Certainly you see <laughs> with that the market stuff yeah. in the news all the time mm -hmm. uh, that going sideways for companies or for customers uh, building uh, your brand, dealing with crowdfunding, there's a presentation on cryptocurrencies and blockchains, which is something I know about 2% of the information I need to know to be able to have a conversation about that. Uh, but yeah, it seems like they've got all sorts of stuff in the go. It's really very, very cool. Yeah. So uh, if you guys go on to Alberta or atbentrepreneurcenter.com, uh, you will find all those events and all the other different things that the Entrepreneur Center uh, is up to. Yeah, lots of stuff in Edmonton and Calgary from the looks of it. Yeah, so check that out, ATB dot, uh, atbentrepreneurcenter.com. All right, so tonight on our show, we have uh, none other than the Gadget Greg himself uh, joining us tonight uh, on the show. Um, and so we're just going to we're gonna chat a little bit uh, uh, with Greg. Um, but first off, I, I want to kind of talk a little bit about some of the, the stuff that you're really into, um, Greg, and that'd be Toastmasters. Yeah, absolutely. Toastmasters, for those people who are not aware, it's an organization that helps people build their communication and leadership skills. I've been a Toastmaster for over 16 years. In fact, if it wasn't for Toastmasters, I probably wouldn't be sitting here speaking with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great organization. I belong to a club called the New Entrepreneurs Club. Many of our club members are entrepreneurs. You don't have to be one. We meet every single week, but it's also opened up a lot of doors and a lot of opportunities. It's there are probably, in Edmonton alone, there are probably about 70 clubs. Each club ranges from about anywhere from eight people all the way up to 30 or 40 people. You meet every week, you practice your communication skills, you build your leadership skills. It gives you lots of opportunity. So it's also fun too. So what got you into Toastmasters in the first place? Well, it was kind of funny because a friend of mine kept bugging me about coming to this meeting and then he... I guess he coursed me with copious amounts of caffeine. And I said, okay, fine, I'll go to your meeting. And then what happened was I attended one of the meetings and during the meeting, they had this session called table topics where you get two minutes to answer a question, typically on the theme of the day. I don't remember what the question was. I don't remember anything much about that time, except 
when I was asked to speak, when it was time to stop, or when I stopped, the clock hadn't got to 12 seconds yet. So of course, <laughs> when I'm back to my seat, I know it wasn't funny at the time. I got back to my seat and I just kept looking up at the clock like a schoolboy waiting for the three o'clock bell. And then I was out of there. I was just never, ever coming back. Of course, you know, 16 years later, I'm, I'm still there. I was, I was sort of humbled by the situation, but, you know, and you can always learn. So now I do a lot of professional speaking for a living. And it's ironic because you started talking about this generational thing and don't laugh. And this is so true. I do leadership development training for a company called Crestcom International. I do it once a month. My last session was on February the 28th. And our topic was bridging the multi-generational gap in the workplace. That was our theme. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. There's also we you have you talked about all the generations. You've also got the traditionals, and then you also have the the I generation or the Gen Zs or the Gen Zs. But it all boils down to really all generations. When you think about it, they all want the same thing. They might want they may just want it a little bit of a different way. That's all. But getting back to Toastmasters, yeah, I certainly encourage everyone to to check it out. Just go to Toastmasters.org. In fact, this if I can put a little plug in this Wednesday, our club. Our club is holding a special meeting. David Beta from the Business Link, and I think you know the Business Link. Are you familiar with the Business Link? Small Canada Business Center. They do a lot of work. They also they do a lot of sessions. No, no, it's okay. He's shaking his head. <laughs> they do. They do a lot of events. I've heard you know. of it. I just I'm not. I'm just trying to think of. I'm trying to pull into, into my mind now. I'm going to look this up. Yeah, businesslink.ab.ca or no, sorry, I think it's just businesslink.ca. They do hold sessions. They do session. They also do some sessions with uh, ATB as well. And that that's actually a great entrepreneurship center there on Calgary Trail. But David Beta, who's a senior business advisor, he's also an entrepreneur and an inventor. He's going to be a special guest at our meeting on Thursday, March the fifteenth. Starts at six ten, and you can just uh, check out. I should I should have that in front of me, but I don't. But we can probably put that in the show notes, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, we'll put it all in the show notes. Uh, so what what uh, what's the thing that uh, kind of like drew you into doing Toastmasters? Like, what was what was the appeal for you when you when you first started? Well, when I first started, I was again, like I said, I was humbled the fact that maybe my communication skills weren't that great. You see, previously, many years ago, I had an opportunity to bid on a whole bunch of computers. So our team put together this beautiful proposal, nicely bound, and off I went to the submissions office. Of course, as I dropped the paper and turned to go away, the woman said, excuse me, where are you going? I said, well, what do you mean? She says, well, sit down. You got to present this to the panel. I go, present? Panel? Panic. And I just, <laughs> you know what? I just, I beeline for the exit. I looked for a sign, a red one. And to this day, I'll never know whether or not that would have been successful. So again, when I went to Toastmasters, after my friend was trying to coerce me, I said, you know, time had passed since then. I was, I think I was okay speaking in front of a group. Well, as long as I had everything written down and as long as I knew most of the people in the audience. So when you start to see people that you don't know, all of a sudden you start getting uptight and you freeze up. But I also found that being able to communicate properly and being able to practice opens up a lot of doors because one of the other things I do being the gadget guy, gadget geek, I have a website called gadgetgreg.com and gadgetguy.ca. They both point to the same place. I review a lot of gadgets and technology. I wrote for print publications for many years, and as you're probably aware, those are becoming virtually non-existent. 
So the opportunity to go out and speak about gadgets, speak about technology, opened up a lot of doors for me. So in many respects, it was really, really a nice, a nice transition. And the, the truth is, uh, when I was younger growing up, I would have been purely happy just to sit behind a keyboard and not talk to anybody. Now, of course, I love talking to people. And that's one of the reasons I love doing podcasting, although this is interesting because this is my first Google Hangout. I've never done one. And it's it's a little different with the video, right? <laughs> it, it is a little bit different uh, than I, I have found for most podcasts that I know of. Um, there is... Uh one podcast that we kind of based this podcast off of um who did the exact sort of thing where they did a like a video hangout um and i'm like that is a great way to do it um just because it like for me when we when we started the show i, I wanted some interaction with with our uh community um at the same time we would like to be able to put out uh, a good product for uh, a lot of people and this was a good way to do it um just by hanging out online, and, uh, and then I can, you know, take the audio and and send it out into the world as well, um, which I find a lot more people <laughs> tend to consume it that way. Well, it's it's this is a good experience. I mean, the video is a great experience. I mean, typically with the audio podcast, sometimes you'll be speaking to someone. Like once we interviewed, they were one of the. I have a couple of podcasts. I'll mention those as well. One of them is Toastcaster. It's a podcast that I do primarily for Toastmasters. We're in the process right now of rebranding it to do a little more leadership rather than communication. And I've been doing that since 2006. But I'm also one of the co-hosts for the Toastmasters International podcast, which is worldwide. I have two other co-hosts. They're both in Massachusetts. And there's usually two out of the three of us that are on the air. And we'll interview that we'll interview people who are featured in the magazine. And so one of the things about audio is that we had one guest that we interviewed and he, it was more of a Q&A rather than a conversation. So mm. we had the questions prepared. We did our research on him and we had about a half a dozen type questions that we were going to talk to him. And then when we started speaking with him, he pretty much answered everything in the first, I don't know, five to seven minutes. So <laughs> what I had to do is quickly go online and Hmm, what else are we going to do? And I'm also texting my my co-hosts. Again, you guys are together in the same room, so that helps, right? Because you could, well, maybe you can't uh, whisper back and forth, but you can send little notes back and forth. But when we've got our, we're interviewing somebody in Sri Lanka, mm -hmm. I'm in Edmonton and our, my co-host is in Massachusetts. I can't really say, hey, what do we ask him next? It doesn't work <laughs> that way. So that's why this is a little bit different. But um the audio, one of the reasons I love audio is I, I walk. I'm a regular at Southgate Mall. I walk every single day. I do 10,000 steps a day. Nice. And I don't do too much of anything else in terms of exercise as much as I probably <laughs> should. But I walk every day and I, I listen to the, the podcast. And this is a plug for, for your podcast is I listen to episode 100. After you know we met you at the last event and then, of course, Karen Unland was encouraging us to listen to each other's podcasts, which which I did. I picked up. I found some great podcasts. Mm -hmm. I started listening. I was walking through the mall, and I was listening to episode 100, and it's kind of funny, and this is a side. I'm kind of going, going to the side here, but you know, sometimes the stores shift around at, at, at the mall, and they had put up a they – they were renovating one of the <laughs> stores. <laughs> I almost ran into the wall. Nice. <laughs> I was listening to episode 100, and I was thinking – Oh, I miss so much being, I, I kind of lost a little bit of my geekness, all the stuff that I started listening to this episode and all these memories, you know, start coming back, you know, Batman and Doctor Who and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm going, 
man, I've become boring over the years. I got to get back into this stuff. So that's why now I'm a religious listener of your podcast and I love it. Great job. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah so for the most part, like even uh, for us, like Chelsea is usually in Vancouver. Uh, and so we don't typically sit in the same room. Um, every so often she's here. Um, so it is kind of nice having Marcus like actually sitting beside me. Um, I find when you do have someone in the same room as you, uh, the dynamic is is much different uh, than if you're if you're apart on online. But at the same time, I find um, also uh, for audio that when we're doing the the podcast this way with the video and everything else like that, people tend to like just wait their turn to talk. <laughs> Um, which is kind of instead of people kind of talking over each other, because that can sometimes happen uh, when you're all in the same room. But I, I do like this this uh, this format a, a lot. Uh, so let's go let's go a little bit back uh, into uh, sort of back when you because you said you're like the gadget guy. You did a lot of print media. Let, let's go back into the that kind of those days. Um, what got you into into like writing and what got you into like doing not just writing but into like the actual like writing about gadgets and and about apple and all that kind of stuff well the funny thing is is that i'm just trying to recall oh okay it goes back a number of years ago i used to have a computer shop in town called the bite track and i think i i sold it in 1999 but i think it's continued on and it perhaps could potentially still be around well, actually i'll take a step back even further <laughs> Number, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be kind of dating myself. It's, I discovered the Macintosh because I was at the faculty of business and believe it or not, my typewriter actually broke down. And so someone said, oh, why don't you go downstairs to the Mac lab? And I go, Mac lab, what's a Mac lab? So I go downstairs in the business room and there's all these Mac 128s. You know, with the 400K floppy drives, it would go, mm, they would hum. <laughs> so I walked in, I said, well, what's this? And the guy says, you have an ID card? He says, okay. I give him my ID card. He gives me a floppy disk. He says, here, and here's a tutorial. Here's a cassette player with headphones. And next thing I know, the Macintosh. Absolutely love this thing called the Macintosh. I thought this is absolutely incredible. So I, I, use, the, I use the Macintosh for a while. I become a member of the Young Executives Club at the University of Alberta. And we had an opportunity to go to a conference and it was called Catching Your Second Wind. It was in California. And Steve Jobs was being honored of being the number one of the top 100 entrepreneurs. Top, top 100 entrepreneurs. And he was the keynote. He was the keynote speaker. And I went and I saw this thing. And when it was done, I thought, this is insane. I came back and I said, you know what? I want to go into business for myself. I want to become myself my own entrepreneur. So I did. I became an entrepreneur and opened up a computer shop. We used to advertise in the Sun, Edmonton Sun. And then one day the the uh, what was I going to say yeah one day the sales rep came in and he took a bunch of our newsletters from the Mac. I belong to the Mac User Society, which was started at the university, mm. and I was writing for that. I was writing for that little publication, and he took the he took the pages back to the editor, and all of a sudden I get a call and say, hey, how would you like to do some writing for us? Because we have Macs here. But yet, all of our content is about PC. <laughs> so I started. <laughs> yeah, so I started writing for the Edmonton Sun many, uh, many, many, many moons ago. And the first article I wrote about was the PC compatible Macintosh, and it was called "Look, Mom, Compatible." So that's where it started. And I just 
been doing it ever since, just for, for the longest time. Of course, newspaper print is no longer. I wrote for Canoe, which was part of Sun Media, up until just December, which is just six months shy of 20 years that oh, I've wow. been doing that writing. So I get to play it, with all kinds so, of I just love it. Yeah. It's so funny that uh, everyone was talking, like you said, your uh, all the articles were about Windows, and the first article you, you make about Apple is uh, – the, the compatible one. The compatible. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Well, it started. It started with that, right? Because if you look at the ads, they were pretty much all PC. But then, of course, I started adding more things, more Apple things, and I became quite uh, addicted to to Macintosh. So, I, I still have my original computer in the basement. I still have the sixteen pound portable and a bunch of others. Although I decided to power it up about four or five years ago. And I got the click of death. So it's like, good luck trying to find parts for it. But it's okay. It, it looks cool. So I'll, I'll just keep it as that kind of thing. So yeah, that's sort of how it started. And it just it just snowballed. And then what happens is the more you write, the more people come to you and say, would you like to do, do would you like to write for this? Would you like to write this? Would you like to would you like to review this product, review that product? And it just it just went crazy. And I just love it because what I would do is I would like to I would like to tell stories. I like to tell stories as opposed to just giving all the specifications. I would write about it, and of course, in the early days, I mean, today there's a computer just about on every desk. Everyone, the internet is is pretty much everywhere. But back then, computers, CD-ROMs were just in, in their infancy stage. Not a lot of people had computers, so the whole idea was to write an article that told a story that anybody could understand. And my dad used to be the, t the test, of course, he's passed away now, but if he could, un he had trouble moving a mouse, but if I could write an article that he actually would understand, you know, using stories, using analogies, then I knew that I was going to be successful. <laughs> so That's awesome. I, yeah. I do remember uh, growing up and uh, we had a Mac lab in school. Um, and this is when you actually had to use the big phone book to get around on the internet did you ever oh yeah dial up bbs's and that sort of thing yeah and so um i do remember uh that i remember like all the the the, the floppy disks max uh there was that was a, a quite the time um and now like you said there's a there's a computer on every desk it's a there's like four of them on this desk <laughs> <laughs> this, this is true um there is well there's a mac here and there's a pc over here i thought that was a mini fridge <laughs> yeah so i got a mac pro tower um it's an older one now i'm i'm hoping that it, it doesn't it never dies because i use that thing so so much what is it can you see that Oh, wow. This is a box of single-sided Apple-branded floppy disks, still sealed, nice. never opened. <laughs> Circa 1984? 85, yeah. maybe? <laughs> so those are like the big old disks, right? Not the... No, no those, those are the three not, and a half. Those are the three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. yeah, those are the smaller ones. Five and a quarters were for that other computer. Yep, for the other computer. <laughs> Max never had those. Hey? Huh. No, they always had the harder, the hard ones. I, my first computer was a Radio Shack TRS eighty, and it had like 
eight and a half inch discs or something. They were just absolutely monstrous. How are they? I've never seen that big a disc. I've seen they the big. Huge. I've seen they the big like floppy disc for the for the PC ones. No, 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 bigger than that. It was bigger than those yeah, ones. Like fifty percent bigger than that. Oh wow! Yep. What? Most of the PCs had five and a quarters. Yeah, Maybe they had the early five one might have had eight inch. The big IBM personal computer, not personal computers, but the mini mini or mainframes. They used the big eight inch ones. Yeah, this was. Well, it was a TRS eighty. It wasn't like a good computer. But it had <laughs> massive disks. Oh wow. Um, it's it's so funny all the different iterations of the the computer that we've had over our uh, the lifetime like um, of my lifetime, um, and and to see what we're at nowadays. And I don't on this PC right now. I actually oh I do have a DVD drive on it, but for the most part, you don't need one anymore. You don't need a everything is all done online. I I think my laptop doesn't have a, it doesn't have any kind of drive on it. Like it's just. Just your hard drive. Mine does. It's got like a DVD Blu-ray drive or something. Mm. That's it. That's crazy. All right, so uh, let me let's go back to talking a little bit more about uh, sort of your your career. Um, what what have been some of the highlights of of doing what you've done for the last? Uh, when did you say you started there? Twenty years. Twenty years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just shy of that, right? Yes. Yeah, so let's go over some of the highlights that you've had over the last twenty years. <laughs> some of the highlights in which which area? <laughs> which area? I don't know. Uh, some of the like, well, your Twitter pictures, you with one of those uh, the glove things, right? Oh, that's a different picture. That's my might be my Facebook picture. Yeah, that's my Twitter picture. My yeah, Twitter yeah, header yeah. is actually a picture with me meeting uh, Mr. Jobs himself. No, the uh, like the profile. Oh picture. yeah. Oh, the profile the, picture. The Bluetooth glove okay. thing. Is oh, that, that thingy. <laughs> did that actually work? Like, is is that usable, or is it just something that people buy to look ridiculous? <laughs> yeah, it actually worked. And to be perfectly honest with you, I think I used them once or twice. I did a quick review on them, and I think they're pretty much sitting on the shelf. There was a built-in microphone in them, and they also had some sticky sort of sticky pads so that you could actually use them on the computer, on the phone itself. So it, it doesn't remind those... me of, uh, like, Get Smart. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, yeah. Chief. Yeah. <laughs> oh, were those on Dragon's Den? Did I see? Or... You know what? They, they might have been. I, I can't remember. That was so long ago. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. You get forgetful you know, as time goes yeah. on. And there's so much stuff out there. I mean, you can't even go to CES and cover 10% of what's being shown when you go there. There's just so many different things. Trying yeah, to think have of some... you ever been to the CES like, show? Not to CES, but I used to go to the Comdex shows. That's what I used to do. Mm. Now you can pretty much get everything online. When CES comes on, my inbox is flooded with 100, 200, 300 press releases all kinds of pictures jamming up my inbox, flooding. Here, let me send you a 20 megabyte image that you'll probably never use anyway, or you'll need to shrink down to just a few hundred K just to <laughs> put it in the corner of your blog post. <laughs> yeah, I find every year in January uh, when CES is running that uh, it everything is just 
you get so inundated by all the stuff that's all the announcements are, that are coming out. Um, I'm finding that the last few years have been kind of a little bit more lackluster. Like they, they haven't quite had the innovations that they've had in the previous years, but I'm, I'm curious to see if they. I, well, we, end, we, ex, we expect big things. That's one of the challenges. In fact, you're talking about some of the highlights and I think I showed you offline. I have a, here's an iPhone one that I got. I actually bought it when I was in the U S because iPhone one wasn't, it was called the iPhone wasn't actually released in Canada. Mm -hmm. So I remember buying it. I went into a shopping mall. It was so funny because I went into a shopping mall in, I think it was in California somewhere. And I said, do you have an iPhone? Well, how many would you like? Right. Of course, because the, the big rush had, had passed, but maybe being at the event where Steve jobs did roll out the iPhone. I mean, that was just, that was absolutely huge being, being there. And of course being a Toastmaster, I was in awe as a geek because that iPhone, you know how he built up the suspense, you know, you want an iPod and you want a phone and you want this and here you go in one thing, but also the way he delivered. And I understood that he spent hundreds of hours preparing those presentations. So when you get to see it from more than one aspect, so you're going there as the geek and also, obviously, you know, obviously it's partly with my work being able to have an opportunity to write the articles, but also hearing him speak and going, you know, one day, I'd like to be able to speak like that. That was absolutely incredible. He was quite an orator. And what was really interesting is that the media are tough, are a tough bunch typically, but yet he had he had the meeting out of the palm of his hand. So absolutely incredible. In fact, there's a really good book called The Speaking Secrets of Steve Jobs, or and was it Presentation Secrets? Can't remember the title of it. Carmine Gallo is the author. He's written more than one book, but it's it's amazing how he goes through and he breaks down every single one of the keynotes that Steve did and the way he create imagery, right? And it really helps when you're doing speeches, right? And you say, you know, 20,000 songs in your pocket. You think, wow, that's amazing. That creates a lot of imagery in people's minds. So, um, some other highlights that I have, I had an opportunity in 2014, that's more recent, doesn't go back 20 years ago, that there was a, a conference called Dexio and it was being put on in Edmonton and they were looking for a local speaker. And I got interviewed as one of the speakers and I got equal billing with, Dr. John Gray, you know, men are from Mars, women, women are from Venus. Oh, really? Or is it the other way around? And also Arkady Coleman. Now that guy, you might not recognize that name, but you've heard of ING Direct or Tangerine. Yeah. You know, save your money. Remember the commercials? Well, that wasn't him, but he created that. So to have, to be on a stage, being able to have that opportunity to speak, which was awesome. Of course, John Gray gave two one-hour sessions. Arkady Coleman, I think, spoke for about an hour. I got 30 minutes. I was later in the day, but that was an absolutely huge honor. It was also the day that I formally, officially, formally but unofficially released my, my first and only book. So that was a pretty good day. And it's called, I think I sent you a download link. I don't know if you had a chance to download it yet, Dan. Probably not, right? Uh, no, actually. <laughs> did you send me a link? Yeah, I did. I sent you a free download code. Oh, I don't think and, I downloaded it. And in fact, I'll put out a download code so you can have all of your listeners get a free copy. Oh, how about that? Yeah. It's called Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies. And it's a book. It's about a little boy who's afraid to do a show and tell. He meets an older boy that guides him through it. And the word smart is actually an acronym. And the material is loosely based on material that I would teach at Nate for doing speaking and presentation skills. Because the entrepreneurship students had to do presentations. So I would go in twice twice a year the 
the instructor would bring us in, two of us in as a special guest, and we would talk about that. The funny thing is, is that most of the people that read the book are not actually kids. It's geared sort of eight to six to 12. So I call it, it's a book that's great for anyone that's eight to 80. Because I know for myself, I wish I would have known that stuff right long before I even joined Toastmasters. It certainly would have helped me with business. I probably wouldn't have walked away as much. The It's about 40 pages long, 40 or 50 pages long. And it's illustrated by a young lady. Her name is Kat Dole. And she at the time was a recent grad from McEwen. So a friend of mine lined her up to help me with the illustrations. And they're all handwritten. Of course, they're imported to Photoshop and touched up a little bit but they're all actually hand-drawn so yeah, that was kind of cool so that was a big that was certainly a big thing for me nice being um, on this show is a big thing for me <laughs> <laughs> hey uh just one one more uh real quick question um for for people out there who may be um say uh timid or or a little bit afraid to speak out in public um what kind of advice would you give people like that uh sign up for toastmasters <laughs> well, if they're timid, it depends on the situation. I mean, if they're looking at, I mean, one of the biggest things to realize is that that you're not going to die, right? I mean, <laughs> although <laughs> you want to hear my Jerry Seinfeld that's, that's impression? That's reassuring. <laughs> want to hear my Jerry Seinfeld impression? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. You know, people fair public speaking more than they fear death. Yeah. In fact, the guy delivering the eulogy would rather be in the coffin. <laughs> no we're laughing. Okay. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the, whole, the whole idea is to is to smart to start small. If you some of the things I talk about is knowing your if you're gonna if you have to speak, let's say you're applying for a job, right? Is you you need to know you need to know your material, right? You need to know your material, you need to know your audience. And Focus on the message rather than the rather than yourself. So, uh, one example would be is if let's say you're applying for a job, right? You're applying for a job. You don't know what material is important to try to get that job. So what you do is you need to. The challenge today is you get too much information rather than not enough. So let's say you let's say you're successful. You get the interview. You go into the job interview, and I know a lot of people are really nervous going to job interviews. But if you anticipate not only what's important to them but what's relevant to them at the time, what you're gonna be able to find is that you can narrow down that material. Because if someone says, well, you know, tell us about a time you did this in your job, and what did you do about it? And you're gonna go, oh, there's like so many things I can talk about, I'm not really sure which one to say. Figure out which one is the most relevant to them, and then, then rehearse it. The other thing you wanna do is, is know your audience. So try to find a little bit more about the company, or if you're talking, if you find that you have to go somewhere and give a presentation, Show up a little early, get to meet people, get to break the ice so that when you actually get up and you go up on stage or you have to talk to the people, you've already kind of broken that ice because it's a lot easier to talk to people you know than people that you don't know. And then the other thing is, finally, the other piece of advice I give is focus on, on the message as opposed to yourself. Because quite often we're so all, we get all twisted up with little butterflies. So the, I, when I do presentations, I quite often will give presentations. And one of the things I'll talk about is I'll ask people, okay, how many of you people love to do cold calls? And of course, <laughs> zero. Well, one, well, I'm pretty sure nobody likes that. <laughs> except if you're talking to a group of salespeople, right? And of course, I made that mistake one day. And then I said, okay. <laughs> Who I likes said, to do cold calls? Like, 
There you go. You got yeah. see. You got to know your audience, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'll say to them, okay, how many of you helped out? How many of you did your part for the people of Fort McMurray or the floods in Calgary or you know help someone do something? And they go, yeah. And I said, well, okay. What if you can make a difference? If you can make a difference between, let's say, someone asked you to make some phone calls to try to raise money for for the for people in Fort McMurray, and I said, okay, you know, you making that call can make a difference between somebody having food and shelter and a place to stay or being out in the cold and starving. Do you think that would make a difference? Mm -hmm. And they go, yeah, right. You're focusing on the message. You're focusing on what you're trying to convey to the audience rather than yourself. And some of those butterflies will, will dissipate because you're going to find that energy deep down and you're just going to be like Nike and just do it. And it's amazing how if you keep practicing that, it actually works. Now, do all the butterflies go away? No, they're all there. They're still there. So you try to make them work for them. And there's still going to be some there. It's like every once in a while you get a camera shoved in your face with a big light and you're asked a question. And it's like, oh, it happens. But if you start practicing that little by little by little, and of course I had to do that. I had no choice. I had to, I had to get out of my shell. I was running a business and you can't be a total geek. I mean, the days of the geeks being in the back room, I mean, way back when in the olden days, maybe Marcus remembers, right? <laughs> no, seriously, right? Even when you went to a computer shop in the early days of computers, you had the salespeople out front, you had the technicians in the back. Right. Unless it was yeah. a one man operation, in which case they did everything. But typically, you know, that never the two shall meet so that you find out of necessity that you that you need to do it. So in a nutshell, those are some of the little bits and pieces. I mean, typically the advice would depend on the individual and what's important to them or what's bothering them. For some people, it's just the fear of of, of making a mistake. For me, I find that sometimes I just forget that sort of every once in a while I do get a little fear of that. But for the most part, if you have a problem and let's say you actually do get up on stage or you are trying to answer a question and you get stumped, the other people at the other end or the person who's there in front of you, they're rooting for you. I mean, think about it, right? You've ever spoken to one of your guests where all of a sudden they just have nothing to say. They're stopped. Like you're not saying, oh, come on. You know, you, you know, you're feeling bad for them, right? You want them to succeed. You want them to, to move forward. That's awesome. All right. Uh, so uh, I'm going to ask you real quick, where can people find you on the web? Where can people find Toastmasters? All that kind of stuff. Well, some days I'd like to hide. No, I'm just kidding. You can find, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Gadget Greg. You, you can find me at gadget, gadgetguy.ca or gadgetgreg.com. Just Google my name, Gazin, G-A-Z-I-N, or Greg Gazin. Toastmasters, you can go to toastmasters.org or you can go d99tm.org, which is district99toastmasters.org for the local Toastmasters. But if you go to toastmasters.org, on the left-hand side, there's a button that says find a club. Just type in where you are and you'll certainly find, find one. And every club is happy to have you as a guest with no cost or obligation. And if you want, if you're interested in the book, it's Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies, and I will make sure that I give you a download code that you can offer to all of your readers for, let's say, the next month. Awesome. Well, thank That's you really so much. Cool. Yeah. Well, my right, pleasure. So we are going to take a quick little break here. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some of the events that are happening in the city. So stay tuned. All right. So, uh, like I said, the Northern Nerdcast is part of the Alberta Podcast Network that's powered by TV. Um, and being a part of this, this awesome network, we get to talk about 
the awesome podcasts that are in the network. Um, and just recently, uh, we have added a new podcast to the list of uh, the the growing list of Alberta Maine podcasts. Um, and one being called the Dave Berta podcast. Uh, and it just joined the network. Um, and it is uh, the host is Dave. I don't want to butcher his last name. Cornoyer. Cornoyer. Kirk. Yeah. All right. Yep. And Ryan Hasman. Sure, all of us are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Uh, and they have earned a reputation for considered uh, opinions and insider knowledge of politics in Alberta. Uh, and they are fairly new to podcasting, uh, but old hats at politicking. So go check out that podcast um, if you're into politics and into Alberta politics, I guess. Uh, I know they've had uh, a, quite a number of uh, really interesting guests over the last little while. So, uh, including, uh, sorry, I totally <laughs> lost that page. Uh, so, <laughs> just go check it out. Uh, it's called Dave Berta. Uh, you can find it at daveberta.ca, uh, and you can find the Alberta Podcast Network at albertapodcastnetwork.com. dot com. All right. All right. I've said it a few times. It's not CA. Anyways, uh, so we got a bunch of events that are here that are happening in the city. Um, and I'd like to go over uh, some of them that are that are happening. We got Nerd Night happening on March 20th. Uh, and this is Nerd Night number 41. Uh, and it says uh, it's been about 2,000 years since Caesar was assassinated. But if he was alive today, you can bet your bottom dollar he'd be one of the first people buying a ticket to Nerd Night. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I think he'd probably be saying something like, dig me up. Let me out of here? Let me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, so, yeah. You would expect his ticket to be comped. <laughs> we'll work on it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that's happening. Uh, Nerd Night number 41. Uh, and this is happening at the Edmonton Fringe Theater uh, on March 20th. Uh, moving along, we have a Hearthstone tournament. Uh, and this is happening at the High Score uh, Pub. Uh, I'm so bad at that game. At Hearthstone, yeah, I have played. I thought it was good, and then no. I I played Hearthstone for quite a while there, and I was doing all right. Um, but man, I just started getting trounced. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I am not that good at this game. Yep. It's still a lot of fun, though. Oh yeah, super cool. I love this. I love really, really good game. It's a great game. Uh, and so if you're if you're interested in Hearthstone, uh, go check that out. It's not happening at March 24th at the High Score. Uh, pub uh moving along we have video games live uh in edmonton and this is uh all the awesome video game like music oh, uh cool in orchestra it's it's great that's wild yeah i'm just sort of looking through their page to see if they mention any games in particular but that, it yeah, it has a whole bunch really like cool. from like zelda and like uh i'm sure you can uh, maybe yeah. hearthstone maybe hearthstone yeah uh so go check that out this is happening uh at the northern jubilee auditorium uh on march 30th uh that that's, really that's cool. coming up pretty quick here too 
so go check that out um i believe tickets are still available uh and uh yeah go check that out uh april 7th we have how to start a podcast from notion to reality uh this is happening over at ckua radio network uh and this is a, a great way uh to finally start podcasting uh and this is a four-hour workshop and it will help you refine your idea um and it's pretty much gonna help you if you have that if you're if you're wanting to start a podcast and you're like i i i got a i got an idea but i need to just put it into motion this is a great way to do that um and this is happening uh like i said at the ck radio uh, so there's more to it than just downloading the app recording it and then sending it to dropbox and then sending it to zedcast and then sending it to itunes because that's pretty much how it works yeah yeah. okay uh but this is happening this is a this is trying to get that uh refining oh the actual podcast itself (laughs) uh so yeah go check that out uh i will have a link for all that kind of stuff uh in my show notes uh moving along we have the calgary expo uh sadly i am upset about this you're gonna need a hug granny i am i am not going i will be there i'm going to the calgary expo but we are not covering the expo as we normally do uh this year uh for reasons so none of the guest stars are going to call me a bitch? Not this time. I'm massively disappointed. <laughs> this is this is a thing that's happened, uh, but yeah, not this yep. not this round. Uh, we will we will try to make sure that we are there for the Edmonton Expo, uh, but for the Calgary one, we are not uh, going to be covering it as much as we normally do. We will be there, um, but there's there's lots happening there, uh, so I know everyone gets excited for this one. They do have a, a lot of people from Back to the Future including michael j fox coming that's cool yeah i yeah i really like michael j fox my favorite movie yeah really next to yellow submarine of course (laughs) i was a huge fan of spin city when that was on that was one of my favorite sitcoms it was very very good it was a good sitcom wasn't it yep i I really liked him on that yeah he was he was great on there talented guy uh so yeah uh he's canadian yeah yeah he is uh, so yeah, go check that out. Uh, we got uh, that, and that's happening uh, April 26th to 29th uh, down at the, the Stampede Grounds. Yeah, sweet. I know. The Grandmaster. I just recently watched the this the newer iteration of uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, I thought I, you were going to say Thor Ragnarok. Because I did actually, I did watch that too, and he's fantastic in that as he's well. So good. Um, yeah, yeah, he was fantastic in that. I, I, I so I missed. Movie watching thor ragnarok um in the theater it's because i went with my actual wife and not with you to that one yeah you did yeah, yeah you ditched me I'm sorry for your wife yeah and my <laughs> wife ditched me for uh her friend and therefore i had nobody to go with um and usually i i don't usually have an issue going to the theater by myself and watching a movie um but for whatever reason i did not make it to the theater um there's two movies i missed last year and that was Thor Ragnarok and Wonder Woman, and uh, I was very. Uh, both times, my wife went out with a, without me, and that's that's what I yeah. I blame it on, even though I know that's not actually the truth. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, uh, 
yeah so yeah he was fantastic in that movie so yeah, yeah jeff goldblum so is, is, is he's uh 3po yeah anthony daniels, anthony daniels is going, he, he was there before he was there i think last year too or the year before huh. someone can tell me um in the in the the chat uh which year he was there uh continuing on uh that's it <laughs> that's all that's all that's all the events i have uh in continuing my continuing on there is nothing there's nothing else oh. uh so send me your events uh go to uh northernernetwork.com uh select uh the contact us and you can send me your your event there or i can just find it but just send me it it, it helps a lot yeah uh, and so that's it for the show. Uh, thank you so much, Greg, for, for coming on. Can you tell people where to find you one more time? You can find me at gadgetguy.ca, gadgetgreg.com, at gadgetgreg. The podcast is toastcaster.com and the toastmasterspodcast.com. Or just Google my name, Greg Gazin, G-A-Z-I-N, and you'll find me. No stalkers, please. <laughs> uh, and Marcus, where can people find you? Uh, I'm at Marcus the Hirsch on Twitter and, uh, yeah, I don't have a name for my Etsy shop yet. That's still under wraps and top secret brand development meetings and mm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, actually, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, I'll, once the shop's open, I'll post on there. Uh, I'm also on Instagram with some of the stuff I'm building. But I have to double check and see what my Instagram account is, which is really unprofessional. Uh, Hersheybots, Hersheybots cosplay. Awesome. Well, it's Hersheybots underscore cosplay. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, but there's not going to be a lot of them on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, the profile picture is me and my followed helmet in your so, okay cool yeah awesome uh and you guys can find us at uh northern underscore nerd on twitter uh, facebook.com slash northern nerd uh youtube.com slash northern nerd network and our, on our own very our very own website northern nerd network.com i want to thank everyone out there for watching and or listening to this show and i'll see you guys on the next one Thanks for listening to the Northern Nerdcast. Northern Nerdcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV. Check out their website at albertapodcastnetwork.com. For all things geeky and nerdy, including all of our social media platforms, go to northernnerdnetwork.com. Thanks again, and we appreciate your support.